and welcome back to the Across the Pod podcast. It is time for another episode in our mini-series where I go through each place I went to in America for an NFL game and I tell you what you can do both at the game as well as non-NFL-based stuff. So this time, the episode is all about Chicago. Now, this one for me is a good one to reminisce about because for me, if you didn't watch yet on our Eurotrips channel, uh, my ranking of NFL cities, um, Chicago was really high in my top three it was always an elite and if I had to pick one even though York is my favorite place and I love Seattle if I had to pick one place to live in I've anywhere I went to in America or have been to in America it would be Chicago by a country mile I think I loved the the feel of the city um you know you had you had the hustle bustle you had the busyness of Chicago of the main downtown area but there also a bit there's also a beach I went to as well so there was a bit of something for everyone, which I, I loved about it. And I think there's not many places where you can get the city life and the, the beach life in the same um, city. And I think I thought Chicago was absolutely fantastic. So I mentioned before that I, I skipped Kansas City, my title as an episode, because I was there for just a day and I went to the game and that's about it. So I couldn't really tell you. There wouldn't be enough content to give you for an episode. So I then... Um, it was a busy week, of course. I in my in my previous episode, I mentioned that you know I went from Minnesota, I went from Denver to Minnesota to Kansas City was within the space of four days, and there were three games in that game week, which uh, turning I will always um, look back on fondly because that's something that not many can say they did go to three games in the same same game week. But it was of course time for a new game week, and the game I went to was Chicago Bears against the Washington Commanders. But before we did that, the the bus, the train left from Kansas City to Chicago. Of course, if any of you watched the NFL draft this year in Kansas City, you'd have known that it was at the train station, Union Station. So when I watched the draft this year, back in April, it was a case of... real. I thought it was really, really nice to see because it was real nostalgia for me because I hadn't really seen this before where you know I've been to you know since I've come back there's been a lot of things I've watched on TV when watching NFL games or just watching gen- general American based TV and film I'm thinking oh I've been there I've been there for example Sleepers in Seattle went to that restaurant you know when I watched the Seattle Seahawks play the uh, I believe it was the 49ers um, or was it the Jaguars they played someone where it was in Seattle and they were showing Pie Place Market etc etc so there were loads of things I've seen but this was something that really made me feel reminiscent of my Tyler because, you know, it's just a train station. It shouldn't really have that feel, but I wasn't expecting when I watched the draft it to be at the train station. So when I'm watching the likes of CJ Stroud, Anti Richardson, Bryce Young, and all them coming through the train station, or even Will Levis waiting in that train station where I was waiting, it was quite something. But that's why we, I want to really touch on this because train stations in the UK have a bad rep and for good reason it's i love being on a train i i, I still i will um beat this drum till day i die in terms of actual mode of transport train is the best it's the most comfy you've got the most leg room most of the time uh but the only issue with the british one is that you you do have the issue of the fact that they're not one they're not run very well there's always delays you know there's, there's a lot there's a lot, of issues, a lot of issues with the um there's a lot of issues with the with the British train station services, but what I can say with, with a lot of the American ones I, I did train-wise is that they may not leave on time, but they make sure you get on your 
train. Because in the UK, if you're not there on time, they leave without you. If you don't make it, that's not their fault. But they will give you enough chances on these on these trains in America to get on your train. So they, you, you're in a waiting area, which again, it's something you, you rarely see in the UK in terms of of that bigger scale. Normally, it's like a little small little bit in the in the UK where you're basically relying on watching a board or like some automated message on the on the sound system. But in America, there's an actual person there wanting to try and get you on the train. So they're saying last call for this, and there's always there's met, there's several different calls to get you on and. It's um, and they even get put you in a seat, so you haven't got to book a seat. Like I booked my train ticket months in advance. Not once did I get asked, "Do you need to? Do you need a specific seat?" But this one, they 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 take they take your name or your booking reference one or the two, and they put you on a certain seat, and you get that ticket, and that's your that's your that's your station for the whole time. And um, a lot of Americans I've talked to since and before hate the train service, but I thought it was great. And you know, if you're listening to this thinking the train service is terrible in America, you clearly haven't been in a UK train. Um, not the best in that sense. But um yeah, so it was a long train. Um I think I want to say it was about seven hours, I want to say, eight hours. Um seven hours till commercial fee football. So I had to make that joke. Um yeah, about seven hours roughly. Um and one thing I loved was First of all, you get some real nice views. You get the real, the real America. Like you can go to Disneyland, you can go to all these places in America, like New York, and that whilst they're great, you don't see the real America, so the non-touristy part. And what you get from these train journeys, particularly the one I got from Miami to Jacksonville, and the one I got on this journey from um, Kansas City to Chicago, you see a lot of great American scenery. And when you arrive on your train, when you're arriving in Chicago. It's. I thought it was really special, and it was. You know, it certainly helped along the way of me really getting a a real nice feel about the place and a real special feeling about Chicago. Is that when you arrive on the train, you're arriving in Chicago straight away. You're seeing the famous Chicago um, sort of architecture, you know, the downtown and all that. And that would be a theme of my time in Chicago, seeing that. And that's yeah, that's when I arrived. I want to say it was about. Um, I'm gonna try and find out now on my photos. Um, it was around, I believe, ten past twelve. Um, no, maybe maybe about half three in the afternoon when I arrived in Chicago, and it's my first encounter of, of properly of rain. Um, but this won't last long, uh, because after that hour or two of rain, I'd say, um, it was pretty much never seen again in Chicago. Um, but yeah, the first day, um, I came. Off my, you know, came off my train absolutely starving. So I got some food, uh, Jersey Mike subs. I had, if I'm honest, wouldn't have it again. It's basically like a really poor version of Subway. I, I like Subway, but I don't love Subway. But this was far worse, in my opinion. Even though there's a lot more array of, of sandwich fillings, it was not really the most enjoyable meal. But I was so hungry at that point, I didn't really care. Uh, but yeah, the first day in Chicago, didn't really, if my, if my memory is correct, do an awful lot on the first day. You know, I'd, I'd been up till, you know, 11, mid, 11 o'clock, midnight on the day before. I had a long day of traveling. If I was honest, I just wanted to to rest. Um, So, you know, the subway was what I got. Uh, after going off the train, I walked around a little bit. Um, But then I thought to myself, I thought to myself you know, you're here for a few days. 
just get some rest. And I, to be honest, I've been so busy the last few days, traveling from place to place, not really sitting down for long. Um, I wanted to just have that rest. So yeah, get to my Airbnb through the subway. Subway was really easy the whole time I was there. I mean, again, I mentioned before in a previous episode that if you want tips on where to stay Airbnb wise, then DM me on Instagram or Twitter because I will let you know and I'll give you the link to where I stayed. Because this one here was without the way. Uh, so you, you weren't in the Chicago downtown area. But if I'm honest, that's probably a good thing because you get a little bit of a rest. I mean, I, I loved it. It wasn't nowhere near as busy as the likes of London or New York uh, as a city and downtown area. But you gave that a chance just to be a little bit further away. Cheaper, I, I'd imagine, as well. Um, and yeah, I arrive in... Uh, McKinley Park is where I was staying. Um, and I will quickly get my Airbnb previous trips up and I will let you know where exactly that is. Um, so I've got my Airbnb up here. Um, I don't know whether it'll tell me now I've already been on, on the trip. Um, but here we are. So I think I found it. Um, so the place, is, it just says Chicago on here. It says downtown Chicago. Um just to be honest with you, it just says Chicago. I mean, it probably is. That probably is where it is. I mean, McKinley Park is the only thing I can I can get from the Airbnb booking and the photos on location I was in. Um, but yeah, it was a nice area, I'd say. Uh, I mean, one thing I did, I made sure everywhere I went, it was in a safe area because everywhere you go, you want to feel safe. You don't want to feel in danger at any point. So yeah, that was that's what I did in Chicago. That's where I stayed. You know, and it was a, it was a. Airbnb, it was a house, but it was about maybe four people staying there, four different Airbnb guests. Um, so it was almost like a hostel without being a hostel, if that makes sense. But yeah, that was the first day wrapped up. You know, I they had on the they had a little TV in the room. Um, they had um Amazon Prime, Netflix, all that. So I remember watching the Arsenal All or Nothing and just chilling and just doing that. And I even recorded one of my episodes with uh, with Panthers fan Keg, one of the game reviews or game previews, one of the two. Um, so I did that. And and yeah, that was my evening wrapped up. It was a very warm Airbnb. I mean, it was I was sweating the whole time. I didn't really get, even with windows open, it was massively warm. But, you know, to be honest, looking back at it, it seemed horrible at the time. But looking back, it, it's not, it, there's worse things in the world you could have happen to you than that. And it was a nice place to to stay. But cool, that leaves then the question of what I did the next day. And, you know, it was very much, and of course, this was on the 11th of October. Looking at um back at the day that was, this was going to be on the, so that was a Tuesday night I arrived. So Wednesday, I had the whole day to explore Chicago. And I just did so much cool stuff that day. And, and it was something called the Riverwalk, which is one of the things that friend of the show, Charlie, um, recommended uh, our Bills fan who goes to Chicago a lot of time for work and he mentioned his river walk so then the next day arrived and I mentioned before about when you arrived in Chicago you get the amazing architecture view you get this again I mean first of all I did get a bus originally in Chicago because I wanted to watch um, Liverpool playing the Champions League um, I believe it was the Rangers 7-1 I can't be sure what it was I think it was that Um so I got the bus there, you know, watched the game. Then I made my way to the subway and went to um, explore Chicago because these games are on about, you know, this game is on about one in the afternoon, two in the afternoon. So I was done by half three. Um, so I got a few hours after that. So I got the subway from Chicago, uh, a place called Wellington. 
do the site. And then I made my way to Chicago to see some sites. I did the river walk and yeah, the views there are just absolutely fantastic. It was bright day, not a cloud in the sky and you're walking past crisp blue water. It was something that I think is really special. I think that if I think of Chicago, if I have the image of Chicago in my head, when I look back at Chicago, it would be this. The views you had were stunning. I know it's a long walk as well, so you're not, you know, in a certain place and then within a minute or two, that's it, you're done. This was basically a, I want to say like a half an hour to an hour walk if you wanted to do, if you did the whole one into the other, which I did, but in a really weird sort of way. But yeah, that was basically my hour spent, just walking around the view, walking around the lake and the river walk, seeing the, uh, the sights and seeing these amazing skyscrapers and amazing towers. I think Trump Tower was even there. Yeah, you see a lot of stuff and yeah, you get a lot done in an hour and there's different food stands, drink stands, different bars, etc. So you, you're set in terms of that. You get to see a lot of, of Chicago and a lot of um, life uh, walking around the area. And then, of course, the rest of the day, I explored it more and more. Um, so I went to see the famous Bean. I walked past um, downtown where you saw the... Um, the broad, like their, their version of Broadway, um, I believe it was called the Chase O, but I can't even remember. Um, and then after that, I just walked around Millennium Station, for example. Um, looks very Greek towery. It you think you in Athens, especially if I if I went in the daytime rather than nighttime, I'm sure it'd been the same same feeling. Um, and yeah, you see again, you see a lot of the, the Chicago architecture there, and you're just walking around and seeing. So in different things. And of course, the, the Big Bean is, of course, one of the, the main attractions of Chicago, one of the biggest sort of tourist destinations. And um, yeah, certainly was spectacular. Again, I could have gone in the daytime. Maybe I should have, but you still got enough of a view there. And you got some really cool nighttime views. I mean, Chase Promenade, you went past as well. Um, yeah, just some really fantastic views. Um, it was, yeah, you know, it, it was great. And I think that, if you're going to go to Chicago, there was one thing I'm going to mention in a bit you should try, but this is one of them. Go to, go to the Millennium Station, go to this, and you'll see a lot of um, great, great picture opportunities to take. Um, and yeah, that was really easy spent. Now, my plan, you'd have seen from our YouTube channel, I wanted to compare pizzas. Now, I didn't get to do this that evening because they were all seemingly closed. Uh, but then the next day, I made my mission to make sure that before I went to the Bears game, I would have at least one pizza from both Lou Malnati and from uh, Giordano's. Now, I went to Lou Malnati on the day of the game, so went there. Now, unfortunately, I didn't get time to do both on the same day. Time just wasn't on my side. But that was the next day I decided what I did. So I woke up, again, just explored Chicago, had a lot of um, looking around the city again, exploring what I could do. And yeah, then, and then I came across Lou Malnati, went there, Pizza, obviously deep dish pizza is the thing that they're known for. That's their signature dish. Um, and and yeah, it was really, really good. Um, I'm going to fast forward a day here. So comparing that to Giordano's, went there the next day. I loved the place it was in. It was so nice. Um, but the Giordano's pizza was so much nicer. Lou Malnati was very good. And then some people told me they prefer Malnati. Some people told me they prefer Giordano. But I'd say for me, Giordano's, was the 
was a special one. Um, and yeah, I'll touch on where I was having that pizza later on. But moving back to the day before, explored more of Chicago, just got a feel for the place. And then that was about, you know, that was most of the day sort of done. And then get to the evening, um, of course, was the day of the game. So I actually walked to Soldier Field, which is about, I'd say, about a, I don't know, maybe a 40-minute walk from where I was having a pizza. It was a fair old fair old walk, I must admit. But if I'm honest, I had time in my hands. You know, if I was in a rush, I would have got an Uber, or I would have got a bus or subway, whatever. But I had all the time in the world to go and um, and do this. So, yeah, I went to the game. Um, again, so you you see sort of the, the stadium from miles away. So you're in just the downtown area. There's a big park that you go to, and you can sort of see a, a massive collection of fans just walking the same way. So you're sort of like thinking, right, I'm on the right way. No real need for maps in this situation. So you know, you're walking past the, the John Alexander Logan Monument, you know, things like that. Um, and of course, then you get the signs of Soldier Field. And yeah, very pretty in terms of the area it's in. On I'll send you the walk to stage, and it's very, very nice. And you know, it's a shame in a way if they do move areas, and I think they are. Um, is it, is it the Arlington Park? I can't think what it's called now, the location where it's been moved to, or the Arlington Heights. But it's a shame because I will get onto my reviews on stage later on. But even with, even with that, you know, the walk you have to the stadium, it's really, really nice. And I think that if they are going to get rid of it, I think it would be a massive shame. It really would, because I think that it's something that I think is unique to America. I mean, I went to, as you know, from the series, a lot of NFL games, and there wasn't a walk quite like that. Um, you know, a lot of times, you no, know, as great as Lumenfield was, the area near it was not great. You know, New York, we're getting a train. It, it, there's not many places where you can walk that easily from downtown to the stadium. And it'd be such a nice walk as well. Um, brilliant. And I, I, you know, you go past Field Museum, which originally I thought was Soldier Field. It has the same sort of look to it. <laughs> um, so you think when you get to when you get to Field Museum and it's called Field Museum, you think, oh, I'm here. But no, a little bit further on to walk than that. And that, that's where it does trick you. But yeah, very nice museum. And then, of course, you get to um, the actual stadium itself. Again, you see the bit I thought was the start of it then. And you see a lot of fans like tailgating. There's a lot of pre-game stuff going on, which I thought was great. Um, and then, of course, you you then get to the stage itself. Now, to be honest with you, I said before that you know I picked my team the Dolphins before even watching an NFL game properly. I watched the, the Chargers Saints game in London, loved it, bought Madden, chose my team, and that was the end of it. But I genuinely reckon I, I've always said this that when I when I was watching it, when I have watched it in the years gone by. If I'd sat down, I always say to people, right, if you're going to watch an NFL game or if you're going to get into the NFL and you want to have a team, don't pick it based on the player because they're going to leave one day. And if you haven't got any family ties to a certain place, which I think would certainly um, help you in choosing a team, if you've not been to America before or you've been before but not got a team, just watch the NFL for an entire season and you will fall in love with the team. And I will say that would have been Chicago for me because... I loved Soldier Field and I loved the uniforms, but particularly Soldier Field, I absolutely loved. And now, if I'm honest with you, I do think if I'd gone in the daytime, I would have had a lot of different thoughts about Soldier Field. But I was extremely underwhelmed with Soldier Field, really underwhelmed. I mean, 
all the history behind it. They've been there for years and years, 85 bears, all this stuff, you know, the history behind the stadium is, is, is amazing. Like Lambeth Field, like Arrowhead, you know, it's one of these stadiums that are just enriched with NFL history, despite the bears only winning, only winning one championship. But I mean, if I'm honest, yeah, I was disappointed if I'm honest. Um, now, I do think, again, going back to, I think I'm more of a day game kind of person. I love watching games in the sunshine. And I love watching games. I, I, when I, on my whole trip, I loved watching the 1 p.m. slot games. I love that. But, for, yeah, for me, I I don't really know what was missing. I can't even tell you what I felt was wrong with it. Maybe that it was basic. Maybe that it was some areas of the stage of a bit run down. I don't know. But, I mean, again, for me, regardless of that, there was still motion in the air because, you know, it was the first stage I watched on TV and loved. It's the first stage, and I thought to myself, you know what, I could really get behind the stage. And for me, it was the first stage of my loved. I knew it still holds a special place in my heart, and I will always sort of, you know, love watching games there. And I and I still to this day, even when we played them weeks later in Soldier Field, and when I've watched games in the day since, I love the um look of it. But I just think there's some stages that aren't good for nighttime games. I think the Jaguars one is one. I don't, I don't think that would have been good in the night time. And there was seven that I don't think either way matters. Like, you know, Lambeth Field is one where Arrowhead as well, where it would be, it would be as good day and night. But I just think there's some stadiums in sport where it looks miles better in the day. I think Emirates Stadium in Ar- the Arsenal one would be better in the daytime, even though I am going to a concert there next Sunday in the nighttime. But um, but yeah, going back to this, I, this whole field, I think that, again, I've had a, even more of a spiritual than a brilliant experience if um if it was a stadium where it was in the daytime but either way I got emotional in this game I really did because I just meant that then that is one I first fell in love with and for years and years I've always thought I'd love to go to a game here more than any other stadium in the whole of the NFL or even in sports beside maybe the, the Dortmund stadium but so when a national anthem came on, now I'm not American, of course, I'm from Britain, so I never really sang. I I still to this day hold the fact that I never sang a national anthem because I want to have an element of respect. I don't want to, you know, it's not, it's not my country, so I don't feel I'm in a place to um really have that inkling of, oh, I'm going to sing this. But I didn't sing at Soldier Field, but I just sit there and just um and just, just observe. I mean, everyone I would stand up and observe, but this one, it hit me hard because it was that moment of realisation because I'd not really sat down really, to be honest. You know, all the four days of travelling from place to place, you know, you get to Chicago, yeah, you chill in the evening fair, but it's sort of like you don't really take, there was not many times I took in what I was actually doing in terms of all the games I was going to, the travelling I was doing, et cetera, et cetera, and where I was at. And, you know, sometimes when, when you film and I was filming these logs, sometimes this goes for any sporting event. Sometimes, you know, it's that thing of, you sometimes don't really take in where you are. You're so focused on getting the right shot, getting the right image, getting the right recording. You sometimes forget where you actually are and what you're doing. So for me, to be where I'd always wanted to go for many years, it, it hit me hard. And I was, now I've never really been the one to cry that much. And I didn't cry, but it's the most I've been to tears at any NFL stadium I've been to by mile because it was just, um, maybe maybe you could put in one of the London games in 2021 because it'd been you know the COVID year and I didn't thought I didn't think I'd ever get to see a game again, but you know it hit me hard emotionally. It was that realization of I'm here, um, and the game itself is not great. 
probably the second worst game I went to the whole time in terms of quality of game. Um, I think, you know, I mentioned before in the Denver, Denver episode about how that was the worst game I've been to in the NFL by a mile. This was not good. And this was exactly a week later. Just think, imagine a week that I've been to Denver, Minnesota, Kansas City, Chicago, all within the space of, you know, a few days. So that's, it felt crazy that was a week, um, a week since. But um, yeah, the game wasn't, um, wasn't great. And the commanders did win. Um, and the Bears were wearing that horrible, horrible um, orange, <laughs> orange uh, uniform, which, you know, I love their home jersey. And it's again, going back to why I fell in love with Chicago and the Bears and why I would have definitely supported them if I'd watched it without shooting team already. Um, I, I, the home jersey is amazing. I've not yet seen them um, wear this, <laughs> but I, I do want to go back when the Dolphins next play there, um, which I think will be a long time because they played there this year. Um, I do want to see him at some point live wearing that home jersey because it is one of my favourite jerseys in the entire um, NFL. Um, and yeah, got to say, like you know, it was um, a good atmosphere. But what it lacked in maybe stadium looks-wise in, in a night game, what it did have was a brilliant atmosphere. You know, I met some Bears fans next to me, and I do apologise if they are listening. I've forgotten your names, but... Um, yeah, they were really cool to talk to. They were very chatty. They loved my story about going to all these games. And, you know, that was the theme of a lot. When I went, when I went to a lot of places, like when they hear the accent and they find out what you're doing, um, they loved it. So they were they were loving my story. And, um, and yeah, they were really nice to talk to. And everyone around you was so friendly. Um, and, yeah, you just – it is a fantastic place to go. I mean, I still say, you know, even though I've just really criticised the – the stage of my th- I still think go and I think you have to go at some point before they move out because it is somewhere where um you know there's a lot of history behind it and certainly you know and I wouldn't I wouldn't knock I wouldn't not go again because I love I love Chicago so for me yeah not the best stadium to look at and but the atmosphere was incredible and, and it's that certainly made up for it um but of course I meant the next day. Um so I had one day left. Um Poppy, I had a night flight on the Friday evening while I was going to Miami. Um so my friend Greg mentioned to me um a place called Lake Michigan. Now I mentioned before that it's unique because you get a beach as well as a city in the same same city. Um and yeah, it was basically like a Brighton London merged, essentially. Um and yeah. Really, I mean, I'm not the biggest beach fan, I must admit. I much prefer um, a city break than a beach break, if I had to choose one. Uh, but it was nice to nice to experience it. You know, again, there's another great park you walk through to get into Lake Michigan. And then before you know it, you see a beach. And for me, this was something that I never, never expected when I first arrived in Chicago. I assumed it was going to be just all skyscrapers, all city life, no no beach and no low lake, but you walk through this beach, next thing you know, you walk through a lake and, you know, it was, a bit, it was a bit out of the way, I must admit. I mean, it was an early start for me. You know, I was, you know, in a, I was in the subway around 11.40 in the morning and then I was in the lake about 20 past 12. So I'd say, I my guess would be about maybe a hour journey, roughly. My, my, my memories faded me in terms of how long it took to get from where I was staying to this place. But of course, when you're carrying around a big bag that you're taking on a flight, you know, it can get seem longer than it is. Um, but yeah, and of course, I mentioned that, you know, went to Giordano's, had this uh, pizza, which was me, but by far the better of the two. 
Um, it was basically like putting a um, pizza in amongst the same crust as you get in like a steak and ale pie from a pub. Um, and yeah, what I loved about it was as well that it's like there wasn't many places apart from maybe New York where you, you feel like you're in a film. And for me, this was one of them because the area that this Giordano's was in in Chicago, it was just, I, I, I can't really describe the words, but it's um, basically, it's very, very picturesque. You feel like you're in some sort of university campus. It's it's really, really nice. And it's just, again, another example of why I love Chicago, because you're walking around in basically um, just real picturesque views every walk. And then you obviously go to Giordano's, um, again, very, very, you feel very, very American. Again, it's like one of the ones you see in a film. Um, but then, of course, one thing I love next was that I then got a subway because basically I wanted to, I not had a, I needed a haircut basically because I, my hair was getting bad. So I wanted, I found a hairdresser that just reasonably priced. So I made the journey on the subway to get from there to then. And then the plan was to go from there to go to the airport. Um, and one thing I do, the subway walk past the Chicago Cubs stadium, Wrigley Field. Now, now, if you ask me who my favourite team is in baseball, it's Chicago Cubs. Now, it's not a sport I watch that often, or if at all. And I always struggle to have a team. You know, there's no real connection to anywhere. You know, I didn't really like the Miami Marlins logo. Um, I liked the Red Sox until FSG became who they were. Um, and the whole, you know, the whole Super League thing, et cetera, et cetera. So I was really thinking, who can my team be? And when I got on the subway and my subway went past Wrigley Field, something inside of me moved. I it, There was something special about Wrigley Field. And it is a very famous baseball stadium. Now, it's one of the most famous ones. But I've never really before been past a stadium and had that feeling. I can't say what it was. If, it's like a tingling feeling inside of me. And it felt very like... I don't know what it was, but basically... It's this moment alone, which is why I'm a Chicago Cubs fan. Now, as well as this, also, I love the city of Chicago. I thought it was brilliant, as I've mentioned many, many times in this episode. But, um, you know, as to, to go past that, it's, and I'll see it's, um, you know, the, the uniforms are quite nice as well. But, yeah, for me, it was um, something I, I can't really explain that you walking past it, the feeling it gave me. So, for that reason alone, it will be. Um, Always, always a place and a team that I will I will follow closely, and then of course it gets to um after I got my haircut etc etc, and then this is where my first real issue and stumbling block of the trip arrived. So, you know I'm I, I'm in I'm in I'm in a place where you know, I've got a tie in my hands. I go for a haircut etc etc. Again, I didn't book an appointment, so it was very much like having to hope that someone will be there to one last minute and I explained that I got a flight etc etc so you know you get a haircut etc etc and that is and that is it so I'm getting the subway the Chicago midway so you know about an hour on the subway I have to get two separate ones you know it's a bit of a journey and you know I'm thinking you know what I've not I've only got hand language which is what I did for the entire trip I don't need to be there mega really but I want to get there with enough time so you know I thought if I get there you know, hour and a half, two hours to spare, just hand luggage. And one thing I'll say about American airports is that you get through security really fast. It's like, unless it's like, sometimes now and again, but, you know, as long as there's not a queue, 
it's it's a it is I found that most times there weren't a queue and most of the time you know you 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 do get food security very easy much quicker than in the UK but and even when you leave as well it's the same thing no, no issue there of course because you haven't got a passport to deal with um if you're going from America to America but so I get there with an hour and 40 to spare hour and 50 maybe maybe, maybe two hours to spare you know so I get to midway you know I I thought, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to check um, the board and see, you know, whether there's a gate I can go to or anything like that, or any has it been delayed or anything like that, just to check what's going on. Could not find my flight to Miami anywhere. Bear in mind, I was going to there for a Dolphins game, you know, my first time seeing Dolphins back at home. And, you know, I thought, so I was very eager to make sure that everything went well with the flight. So I'm looking at the thing and thinking, there's no flight to Miami on here. And I found one, different time, a different airline. I'm thinking... Has it been cancelled? What's going on? So basically, I say to the... I I, I then realise, wait a sec, is there more than one airport in Chicago? So I said to the security guard, is this the right airport? And I look at my thing, I find out that basically I went to the wrong airport. So I was in Midway, but I was meant to be in Chicago O'Hare. And bear in mind, it was two hours on my flight left. So I had to think, what do I do? Looked at public transport, it had been a three, four hour journey. I had to get an Uber basically, but it was an hour journey to get from one airport to the other. So my heart just sank because um, it was just something where I not looked, I, I just assumed this was one airport, which is stupid because America's so big, there's bound to be more than one airport. On most places there were, you know, and I was lucky that when I went before, I went to these right airports and didn't even think about that. But I made sure after that I did check the airport. But my heart just sang. I'm thinking, oh no, what have I done here? I'm meant to meet friends tomorrow in Miami. I could miss this. Um, so, and also that issue comes down, oh, might if I'm stranded in Chicago, what happens then? But so it was an hour journey. Amazingly, only forty dollars, which is incredible looking back at it. It's um, you know, you think an hour long journey from airport to airport, knowing how expensive airports are to get an Uber from. Um, and I'm, there's more on that in Miami later on, but it's um, yeah, that might my, my think was oh my god, what have I done? But thankfully, you get there with out spare. You think oh perfect, I'll just go through security. A bit tight time, you know. It's it's fine, it's fine. It'll, it'll be it'll be what it is. But then I see, I see the security. Oh my goodness, the queue was nothing I've not seen before. I mean. I always say the biggest queue I've ever seen at an airport is Dublin, and that was that was not that, but it wasn't far off that. It was it was um, pretty horrendous. I'm not going to lie, uh, and there was a few people here who were actually on my flight as well. So there's a few people I met who were in the same predicament as me, and you know, there was out of spare. You know, you think, okay, it might move quickly. I was in the same position for 20 minutes, did not move a single bit. So. Me, as a worrier I can be at times, I was getting extremely panicky. And it got to about half an hour before the flight. And there were people that were going on different flights. So the guy going to Tennessee, there was a guy going to, sorry, a girl going to, um, to Ohio. And um, it was, everyone was panicking and everyone's thinking. And I think the, what the one guy actually did miss his flight. I think his flight had, had left during the queue. Um, but dollar credit, oh, Chicago O'Hare here. They um they did amazingly. So they were the heroes of the hour because they basically I was in the 
queue thinking, you know what? And the worst thing is as well that I spoke to the staff and I told them that, oh, I've got to the wrong airport. They told me that, oh, yeah, if you miss a flight, you can get on the next one that's available for free, free of charge. But I looked online and every flight was sold out until Sunday morning. I was thinking, oh, no, I'm going to be stranded in Chicago. I have to pay for a new Airbnb, pay for a new hotel. I'm not going to miss the game. I'm going to miss seeing friends, et cetera, et cetera. My head was all over the place. But then I get I hit the half an hour to go, maybe 20 minutes to go. You hear this little announcement on the, in the airport going, there's room for 20 in gate, in in row or gate, whatever it's so-and-so. So a different queue had opened up to get through security. And that was the best thing that happened to me because me and about eight others just sprint like we're in the 100 meter final the olympics so this next place we're going 100 miles an hour it's it's insane and then we you know i was out of breath the whole time i'm not the biggest fan of running um much before a power walk etc cetera, etc cetera. but it, it, it was the savior of our trip because you know we, we, we were pushing of time and the best the best i say the best and the worst thing is the funniest thing is that we, we finally get to our um departure bit the gate we're going from and um it's delayed by, only about by 10 minutes but to be honest i was so glad um that i got there on time i didn't really care that it was delayed um but yeah that was there's there was one more manic plane journey which i will mention later on in my in our other other episodes of this series but that was crazy and you know and you know you fly to Miami, no problems there it arrives on time etc etc uh but that was a real crazy um, airport experience because I, you know, I'm normally someone that gets their way in advance. You know, I've never had any issues. I've never gone to the wrong airport before. I've never gone to the wrong airport since. Um, but yeah, for me, that was something that I'll never want to experience again. If I'm honest with you, it was quite the crazy one. I mean, we are going to as part of the Eurotrips channel. We are going to America for a few for a few weeks. A rearranged 2020 trip, and we are going. Um, from LA to from Vegas to LA to San Francisco. And we me and Naeem from the channel are going to watch the 49ers play the New York Giants on the day of our flight. Now the flight leaves at 10 30 p.m. in the, in the evening and um the game starts at 5 30 p.m. So we have the thing of where we're gonna have to leave at half time. So it's about our drive to the airport from the stadium, you know, half time you think be about well we're gonna leave regardless around half six, seven o'clock. And then you know, get there for eight, two hours. Then to hope that you know, nothing like that happens. But you know, it's something we we'll have to be wary of because, and again, I will mention this again in another experience later on in terms of getting to flights on time and going to games as well. But it's um, yeah, not something I want to experience again. But but overall, uh, that is the end of the episode. And overall, I um, I love Chicago, and I think to anyone if you wanted to go to NFL game. Um, I think certainly when the new stadium comes, um, which I'm sure will be amazing. Um, but even if you want to go, just either to see your team or just see a game live, but you want to go somewhere where you get a little bit of experience when you're there and you get to do some really cool stuff that is not sport related. Chicago is great. I mean, I would love to have gone to a show, but I sort of would have would have gone if I knew what. I think the only thing I saw there was Book of Mormon, which I think, you know, from all I've heard, is a great show, but. There was not enough research for me to know whether I want to go to this. Whereas, you know, you see the likes of Lion King or something like that, or I don't know, even even the Shrek musical, I think I would be a lot more comfortable in paying the money and going to it. But I thought, you know what, I mean, I have the time here. And I, it, it was more, yeah, I think if I go again, I'll definitely go to a show because Chicago is meant to be, I think, behind New York, one of the best 
places to go for for musical. But overall, Chicago is brilliant, and that is where we will end the episode. So um, yeah, thank you for listening. Our next one is going to be a Florida special. So I went to Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay for games, and I'm going to sort of combine them all in one, and um, just because it would I think would make a a longer and I think just overall just a um, general nicer bit to an episode. So yeah, that will be our next one. Um, in the meantime, this has been the Cross Pod podcast. I've been your host, Andy, and I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.